Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Um, so you finally saw Die Hard. Yes. Finally. Finally. <laughs> what you took think? you so long? Yeah, what took me so long to get you to see Die Hard? Uh, what'd you think? I I actually had a lot of fun watching it. <laughs> Good, because I, I think that's the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I figure most action movies want you to just have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I did enjoy it. It was very nice to finally have references for all of these things that I hear in pop culture. Yeah, right. Um, so many jokes on fucking Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. are going to make way more sense. <laughs> See, now I have to go and restart Brooklyn Nine-Nine and watch oh. it with the knowledge of Die Hard. Oh, what a chore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was fun to see a young Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm, right. That was and Bruce Willis for that. It, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that too. Yeah, that was his like first like movie role. He was mm-hmm. on Moonlighting for a long time, and then this was his first like big movie role. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So like literally the youngest Bruce Willis that movie. you're going to see in a yeah. movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, because I had seen Bruce Willis like on Friends, mm-hmm. um, and like I I saw the movie The Whole Nine Yards. Yeah, yeah, with Matthew Perry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Sixth Sense, obviously. Mm-hmm. You always talk about how much you love Sixth Sense. Yes. So that was, I do love that movie. I like that you mentioned that like it, the the type of movie that it is just wants you to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, just have fun, man. Don't don't be too crazy about it. Just yeah. have fun. Don't Which overthink is, <clears throat> all of the stuff that's happening. Exactly. Just because enjoy it. one huge thing that it's like, it sticks out every time I watch it now. Like when I saw it as a kid way back when and just loved mm-hmm. it for like, oh, it's so yeah. great, all these one-liners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like being all jazzed about it. <clears throat> I didn't think about it too hard, but then getting older and getting more interested in films and sort of just noticing stuff all of a sudden and being like, huh. And so now every time I watch it, I take notice of the fact that it's like everybody interrupts each other on the walkie-talkie, which is impossible. <laughs> it's so funny. And then there's this scene where he's taking the glass out of his feet mm-hmm. and it's like, you're not even holding it, Bruce. Yeah. Like, it's sitting over on the counter. Like, how could you possibly be holding the button yeah. down to be talking to Al down there? It's like, it doesn't make any sense at all. The movie's like, shh, shh, shut up. It doesn't matter. Really, in the end, it's just it's just for convenience sake and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, being able to interrupt each other and yell at each other. Oh, yeah. And, like, cut each other off mid-sentence and stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> even though you never could, it's still fun. Oh, yeah. Die Hard being one of my favorites, um, I'm, I've always asked myself this question. Of like, if you could only pick one of two movies mm-hmm. to ever watch again for the rest of your life, would it be blank or blank, you know, X mm-hmm. or Y? It's always come down. Uh, it's like Die Hard or Die Hard with a Vengeance. Because we do have to watch that one. <laughs> Die Hard okay. 2 we can forget about because Die Hard 2 is literally just Die Hard again, except it's in an airport. Okay. And it, it pretty much just like beat for beat kind of recreates the same movie. Okay. But Die Hard with a Vengeance takes it in a slightly different like direction while still keeping it very Die Hard and it has Samuel L. Jackson in it. So <laughs> immediately it's it's yeah. a classic. But it's, it's a motherfucking it's just, better. It's really, really good for for a third movie in a franchise. Yeah. It is really fucking good. It came <laughs> from a, it was a different movie. Mm-hmm. Like the script was for a movie called Simon Says. Okay. And then people read it and were like, uh, let's just make the cop John McClane and then we'll fill in a couple little details along the way. And now it's Die Hard. 
Yeah. And it works and it's so good. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like when, when it comes to that, picking between them is actually really, really tough as much as I love Die Hard. Like mm-hmm. Die Hard might win out just simply because of the classic status of it you know right. like there's just something about it like, that is like die hard with a vengeance wouldn't have happened if it wasn't exactly, for die hard exactly so that's a really tough one but today we're gonna we're gonna subject each other <laughs> to a couple of these horrible hypothetical mm-hmm. questions we're gonna see if if we can make our sophie's choice of movies which one <laughs> which one do you save yeah I know you said that you got like a bunch, like you, you I mean, came up with a whole. I have nine because one of them included Die Hard. And then after talking about it, I already know that Die Hard would win that fight. <laughs> so I'm not even going to subject the other movie to that. Okay. Yeah. I, I only have five. So I hope, I hope that'll be enough. I hope we, okay. well, I mean, cause obviously we'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> do you, I guess since you have more, do you want to go first or I don't know? Sure. Okay. I don't know how that made logical sense, like how those um, two are connected, but. Just do it. So I got to pick which one am I going to save first? <laughs> you got to level up the the punishment. Mm-hmm. Use an easier one mm-hmm. first and then crank it up mm-hmm. as it goes along. Okay. So we're going to start Jurassic Park mm. against Jaws. Oh, oh, that is, that's fun. Spielberg versus Spielberg. <laughs> I like that. Um, there's, there's a couple themes that happen throughout the list. That is fun. Uh, Man, it's <laughs> I, like it's it's a shame just because I know the answer and it just it just feels so bad to say that I won't watch Jaws anymore. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think if, if I had to, like, point out a specific thing, mm-hmm. there's that huge, long stretch of them just like on the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, they're searching for the shark and yeah, they're, you know, having their crazy conversations and comparing scars and talking about mm-hmm. the Indianapolis and all that crazy shit. But at the same time, it's just guys on a boat mm-hmm. for quite a long stretch towards the end there. So it's like just for that sake, the fact that Jurassic Park basically just starts and never slows down yeah. and just fucking goes until the end. And you're <laughs> like, holy shit. With Jaws, that big, long sort of dead stretch, I think is what puts it under. Fair judgment. I <clears> thought you were going to go the route of... Because you just you love dinosaurs. I mean, I do. <laughs> I mean, sharks are kind of dinosaurs. Sharks are really cool. I, I will not deny the coolness of sharks or the greatness of Jaws. <laughs> it's uh, it's just a... Uh, Toe-to-toe against Jurassic Park just comes up a little short. Just a bit. I guess I'll go, I'll, I'll go with my softest one at first as well. Okay. Or at least I hope. I don't know. I hope this isn't like <laughs> yeah, soul-rending or anything. I'm kind of guessing on these ones too. So... You would have the choice between Forrest Gump okay. or Backdraft. Oh, God. That is a little soul-wrenching. It's a, it's it's very specifically tailored to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like not a whole <laughs> lot of people playing this game would be like, not Backdraft. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, oh, man. That is, that is a difficult choice because there is so much greatness to Backdraft. That cast is stacked because what is it? It's... Kurt Russell, Kurt, right? Yeah. yeah, Kurt Russell, Robert De Niro, Billy Baldwin. I forget yes, which Billy, yeah, Billy okay. Baldwin and Donald Sutherland. Yeah, I was just yeah, like, like that is a fucking killer, God. isn't there? Isn't um, Ted Levine or no? Um, oh no, no, oh. no, 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 the guy who played uh, Crawford, right? The FBI director in Silence of the Lambs, Scott Glenn, mm-hmm. isn't he in it? Fuck, I don't remember. Shit. Okay, yeah, we got to look it up. Oh. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that was her. So, uh, yes, Scott Glenn. Scott, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but it also had Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I don't recall every character in that movie. Mm-hmm. She she played a girlfriend. Okay. Billy Baldwin's girlfriend. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then Rebecca De Mornay. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she played uh, Kurt Russell's ex-wife. And, okay. And baby mama. Gotcha. Okay. Because Billy Baldwin and Kurt Russell are brothers. Bro- okay. Yeah. yeah not okay. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> slowly coming back into focus. Yeah, I could I could go through the whole plot of that movie. It's it it is such a cool concept too of like arsonist serial killer essentially. Yeah. Putting the like procedural crime solving movie into mm-hmm. the hands of firefighters instead yeah. of like detectives and stuff. It's like what a I great mean, twist on the concept. That is a real thing. No, well, like, yeah. yeah in movies, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's always it's always the always cops. A, yeah. yeah. The cops deal with everything. Yeah. Plus, it's the Chicago Fire Department and they <laughs> filmed in actual Chicago firehouses. They filmed in the city. Like, uh-huh. it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, Billy Baldwin lives by the L. Like, <laughs> it's great. And then on the other hand, you got Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump, which, which, how could you, yeah, like how <laughs> how do you vote against Tom Hanks? <laughs> how do you, how do you tell Tom Hanks no? <laughs> yeah, right. Like talk Gary about Gary Sinise for that matter. Right. If I were in the situation to pick, mm-hmm. I would probably always pick against Forrest Gump only because of the amount of times that I've seen it. That yeah. it's like. It's already in my head. Unless this game is erasing the movie from your memory. <laughs> you know what I mean? In that case, yeah. that it's like, oh, it makes the choice a little more difficult. Because mm-hmm. it is fun to watch Forrest Gump like as a as just like this crazy weird adventure of this guy. Yeah. But once you've seen it like 7,000 times and you're like, oh, yeah. And then this part and then he's got the shirt and then it's the smiley face. Uh-huh. And then he's just running. He's got a beard mm-hmm. and he's just running. Yeah. You know, it, it gets a little like, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And redundant. Yeah. But yeah, if it was like watching it for the first time, I don't want to get that metaphysical with it where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, once yeah. you make this choice, <laughs> you wipe your memory. Men in black style. <laughs> yeah. See, it's not it's not as easy for me on that front because yeah, I've seen Forrest Gump a bunch. Mm-hmm. I watched it a bunch as a kid, but I still just absolutely love that movie. Like it's so it's so wholesome. <laughs> like, even while dar- dealing with, like, some dark shit. Yeah. What's great about that movie, for me at least, was, like, watching it as I aged, essentially, and learned more about the world and mm-hmm. during that time of the movie. And, like, seeing it and, like, realizing more and more. Yeah, seeing the significance like, of certain things that you couldn't as a kid. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like, well, okay, so those people are mad about something, and then mm-hmm. now you're like, oh, fuck, Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a way different thing than just being oh, like, yeah. there's some hippies that are yelling Yeah. into like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, like, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, now, oh, now things, okay. they take on a sort of a different light. It is a very tough choice, but I think that I have to go with Backdrop. Mainly because there's a lot of other great wholesome movies out there. There's a lot of other great Tom Hanks movies out there. Yeah. Tom Hanks is going to be playing the most wholesome man when he plays Fred Rogers. Mm-hmm. I think that evens out the the loss of Forrest Gump. Yeah. And I mean, how many how many really good firefighter movies are there really? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Backdraft in Ladder 49. I, I've, I've never seen that one. I've just I've heard of it before. Mm-hmm. It's decent. It's got a pretty decent cast to it as well. Isn't Joaquin Phoenix in it? Joaquin Phoenix is like the main character in it. 
his chief is uh, John Travolta. He plays He's pretty hit or miss for me. He he hit that role. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Never rooting for a bad performance. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I so solely because there's only two. I have yeah, to keep backdraft. Yeah, you got to save it. Can't slash that in <laughs> half. <laughs> That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> Losing a lot. So now that my torture is, is done for now. Man, I got worse ones, so I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine, Ooh. versus Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> what a weird fucking con! <laughs> What's the theme here? I don't know. <laughs> oh man, that's tough. That's a rough one because it's like, oh no, wait. Ah, <laughs> oh. would you would you like to pass on that? No, because I no, that's not <laughs> the point. Um. Man, that's rough. It's 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 a weird one to kind of compare. Mm-hmm. I do love Emperor's New Groove a lot. Yeah, like I've seen that one definitely more times than I've seen Little Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's so damn funny. It really <laughs> is, and it's it's so rewatchable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just sort of finish it and just turn it right back on again. <laughs> like you can mm-hmm. just rewatch it immediately. It's really damn funny, but there's something to be said about that ensemble in Little Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Like that cast was perfect. Yeah. I couldn't think of anybody else to play any of those characters that would have made it any better. It's Tony Collette. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the mom. Oh, she's hysterical. I um, love her. Greg Kinnear, Steve Carell, Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. How am I for, how am I forgetting her name? Olive. That um, is She's in Zombieland. Yeah, Zombie Land. Abigail Breslin. There you go. Yeah, she was fantastic. And uh, Alan Arkin mm-hmm. as the grandpa. But he, uh, was, he was great. I think the answer is going to very definitively be Little Miss Sunshine. I'm going to pick Little Miss Sunshine because it's just a more complete kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like Emperor's New Groove is fantastic and funny. And I love watching <laughs> it. It's got a lot of great gags, a lot of great voice acting. But there's something about like the highs and lows of Little Miss Sunshine really mm-hmm. make it what it is. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's very much not happy the whole time. It's right. got a lot of really. It has more highs and lows, not yeah. comedic lows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a very dynamic movie where it'll jump mm-hmm. from something hysterical to something just like soul crushing. Yeah. And yet it's still got that bright southwest mm-hmm. you know color palette and everything to it where it it's it, it never seems like it wallows in mm-hmm. how sad it is at certain points mm-hmm. but it also doesn't gloss it over either yeah i love the ride that that movie takes you on <laughs> and that that ending i i've i feel like i always retain when people really like criticize certain parts of movies that i really like so mm-hmm. it seems in my head like people hated it <laughs> but it's like it might, it might not be a consensus but it's at least something that stuck out to me of people, you know, talking shit about it and saying like saying that that ending, that dance when they all mm-hmm. get on stage and all dance, they were like, that felt so unearned. And I was like, that felt like the fucking culmination of the whole movie. Yeah, that felt like the whole fucking point of a whole bunch of people who were all like aiming in different directions and nobody was on each other's side mm-hmm. in this family. And then by the end of it, they've all got each other's backs. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I can't think of a more apt way to fucking end that movie. Yeah, and especially seriously. in the face of all those people who were like talking Looking shit down, about them. Exactly. Yeah. And being like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck you. Who cares? Yeah. 
I loved it. I have the shooting script right up on my <laughs> thing because I, I got it from uh, from Borders for one cent. Nice. They like pennied them out, I guess, and mm -hmm. left it on the shelf. And I grabbed it and I was like, is this, is this really a penny? <laughs> they were like, I guess. Here you go. And I left yeah. with it like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm debating how hard to go with this next one. That's what she I said. I think I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a very definite uh, theme to this one okay. that you'll be able to tell. And it's preying off of your uh, uh -oh. your admiration of a certain actor to choose one or the other. Oh, no. <clears throat> Inglory's Bastards or Django Unchained. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Which Christoph Waltz oh. performance oh, man. makes the cut? That was really what did it's like obviously Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, but that was more specifically the crux of the choice is, yes. is Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. At the very least, in this case, with these choices, at least you get one of them. <laughs> this is true. You just have to you just have to decide which end of the spectrum do you prefer him on. Yeah. Because they're kind of really very opposite characters. They are the good German and the bad German. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really it. I know a lot of folks would just immediately go with Inglorious Bastards. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like Django Unchained is sort of unfairly labeled too far below I, by I a lot of people. I wholeheartedly agree. I think that they're pretty damn, pretty damn equal in footing in terms of movies and the performances in them. Oh, yeah. To I, me, it's a bit tougher, and I'm sure to you, it's, it's yeah. a very tough choice. <laughs> it's like in my head, I've got like, all right. Christoph Waltz eating strudel. Christoph Waltz preparing himself a beer. Oh, right. Strudel beer. <clears throat> like, oh, God. Oh. Goofy, evil German or delightful. Whimsical bounty hunter. fucking tooth. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I love both these movies. Mm -hmm. And they're both stacked yeah, in terms yeah, yeah, of yeah. actors. Like, there's... I guess I guess a uh, 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 suggestion is like since the performances of Christoph Waltz are so close, then you have to think of what outside of Christoph mm -hmm. Waltz in the movies pushes one over the other. And and for that reason, I have to go with Django as my one to keep. Really? Yes. Interesting. I don't get me wrong. I fucking love Inglorious Bastards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I like war picks and, mm -hmm. you know, but Jamie Foxx's performance <laughs> in Django stands out so hard for me. Like, mm. it was amazing. Yeah. The, like, little love story tied in there. Mm -hmm. like, Broomhilda. Yeah. Christoph Waltz I, telling that that uh, that fairy tale right? is, is enough <laughs> to choose. Uh, it's such a wonderful scene. Yeah. Because you can like see Jamie Foxx like gaining this like new appreciation for his wife. Mm -hmm. and that's so beautiful. Plus Leo, yeah, kills it. <laughs> I was gonna say there's there's a uh, uh, on the two sides of the scale for the two movies. It's like okay, so uh, Django, you get scenery chewing bad guy Leonardo DiCaprio, mm -hmm. but in Glorious Bastards, you get slightly less scene chewing, but still hysterical and wonderful performance from Brad Pitt. Yeah. You know, and you got the two on the other side, like, because yeah. uh, uh, that honestly, mm -hmm. I thought that I thought you were going to pick Inglorious Bastards, like <laughs> as you were leading up. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was going to be the tipping point. It's going to be like, mm -hmm. because Brad Pitt. Because Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, no, surprisingly, because Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Um, no, he's uh, he's great, too. Though. He, yeah. I love that. Also, love... Sam L's performance. Man, man, what he... a fucking bastard! I love right? that. That is so. Oh, such he... a good thing. 
uh, he was so perfectly hateable. Yeah. <laughs> in Glorious Bastards, I I love that they continued Shoshana's storyline. You know that they mm. didn't just leave it at the opening. That you know added some depth to the story. It wasn't just about the soldiers. Mm-hmm. You know that wasn't just you know the opening scene wasn't just a like scene center for what's happening in the world right now yeah it actually played into the rest of the story that was great but (laughs) (laughs) as much as i love world war ii movies and they're different iterations from hyper realistic like dunkirk to fucking goofy as hell inglorious bastards (laughs) gotta go with Django. Gotta go with Django. <laughs> Sorry, bastards. You were inglorious. But not enough. Yes. So this one has an actor theme for you. Okay. Zodiac mm. versus Nightcrawler. Ooh. Ooh, there, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> uh, especially, you know, oh, man. You know what makes that that interesting to me? Hmm. Um. Because I, I remember going to see Zodiac when it came out. Okay. Uh, I'm, I think I was on a date with somebody, and it was literally <laughs> more of just like a, I want to go see this movie, so that's what we're doing. Yeah. With total disregard to the idea of like, also, it's three hours long, and it's about a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so a it was, great date movie yeah, right So it was there. literally, it was just like, <laughs> I just want to see this movie. You being here is kind of just happenstance. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I went to go see it and fucking adored it. Like I, I was just enthralled mm-hmm. with that fucking movie. Like I love David Fincher anyway. Yeah. And his his style put onto a true crime movie like that is just so perfect. It's honestly a little bit of a shame. There's a movie called or not a movie. It's a show called I think it's called Mind Hunters, mm-hmm. and it's about like the the beginnings of law enforcement. And psychologists like defining serial killers. Okay. Basically coming across cases where people have done these like horrible, horrible things and why they do, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, you yeah, know. getting motive. And <clears throat> exactly. And, you know, talking with all these like crazy prisoners and stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. First episode, first season, I forget how much of it, but it was like developed by David Fincher. Oh. And, you know, it seemed like it was fucking a match made in heaven. And I got like three episodes into it and I just couldn't really keep going. Mm. I was kind of bummed because I was like, oh my God, it's just it's Zodiac in show form. (laughs) I'm so in. Uh but it didn't it didn't quite grab me like Zodiac did. But Zodiac, holy shit. So fucking good. Obviously I know the actor connection between the two of Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler being such a fucking, what a movie. Oh my God. That one, yeah. that one took me by surprise. That one was very similar to hereditary in terms of going into it and being mm-hmm. like th- those two movies. Uh, when I went into it, I was like, I think I'm going to enjoy these. And when I came out, I was like, I fucking loved that. Like it, <laughs> it was way above yeah. my sort of expectation. Nightcrawler especially was just like, that was fucking nuts. Like, oh, my yeah. God. That, I, that, that was it, a rush. Yeah, it went It went everywhere <laughs> I wanted it to go while at the same time going a ton of places. I had no clue it was going to go. Like, it mm-hmm. was, oh, my God, it was so cool. So it's when, when you're comparing the two, it's really tough because it's like Jake Gyllenhaal as the connector. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal isn't even the top reason why I like Zodiac. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to, it's, it's, it, it makes the comparison difficult because it's like, if I pick Zodiac, you know, I've got, you know, a, a director that I love 
a mm-hmm. script that I thought was fantastic, a cast that I thought was pitch perfect, like everybody involved in it, Anthony Edwards and <laughs> uh, and uh, Mark Ruffalo as the detectives, yeah. fucking John Carroll Lynch with his one scene playing the guy that they're pretty fucking sure is the Zodiac. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. is the journalist. And then fucking Jake Gyllenhaal himself. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. So it was really great, but you know his performance is really good too, and I like what he does. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's so much more to that movie that it's like that. It's I like it for a ton of different reasons. Mm-hmm. And Nightcrawler, while I did like it for a ton of different reasons, the main reason I liked it was because of how fucking magnetic he was on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Like I could not take my eyes off Jake Gyllenhaal that whole movie. It was just like this. This is the best fucking acting I've ever seen from him. Yeah, his, his greatest performance. He killed it. So the choice between the two is so tough because it's like, I think as a movie, I like Zodiac better. Right. But I don't think there's a performance in Zodiac that rivals Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Yeah. A great performance. But um, even overall, no, Nightcrawler yeah, and overall, Nightcrawler was a really fucking good movie. <laughs> Bill Paxton. Uh, oh, Bill Paxton. That was that was a that was a fun role to see him. Oh, like just to see who, him again. Who was the the chick that played the news anchor it was renee russo but yeah her scene with him when they're out to dinner and he basically Mm -hmm. just like drops the facade of like i just don't like people yeah and it's like oh man i think unfortunately my my love of true crime is going to trump my love of that jake gyllenhaal performance and i'm gonna have to pick zodiac because as as great as nightcrawler was and is i mean it's not like it's gone yeah <laughs> it would be for me but um i can watch it <laughs> i'll tell you about it <laughs> it's really good it's that part where he shoots the guy riz ahmed too is fucking great in it his cameraman right dude uh, it is guy. really it is really fucking good but yeah zodiac especially especially with the way that it it just sort of ends like they don't they don't ever catch him there's that one sequence where uh where Jake Gyllenhaal goes into like the hardware store mm-hmm. where John Carroll Lynch's character is now working mm-hmm. and he just kind of makes eye contact with him and like his face just like sort of drops as he looks at Jake Gyllenhaal's character and you kind of get that sense of like, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I know well, what's going to happen. Like nothing's going to happen. And he just leaves and then mm-hmm. it, it kind of just peters out and they have that one little quick scene where the kid from years and years <laughs> ago comes and points out, john carroll lynch's picture mm-hmm. in like a lineup like mm, any of these guys look familiar and then it sort of ends there and it has the like the the title of like you know john carroll lynch eventually no not john carroll lynch he's <laughs> he's perfectly alive lee allen arthur lee allen uh like died before mm-hmm. they could ever make any actual accusations or make any arrests or anything like that mm-hmm. but everyone is pretty certain it was him but there's just they just they could never actually nail it down yeah and it's like that's the way that it is and unless some sort of crazy ass technology comes about in the next you know decade or so yeah. where they could somehow trace something back to him i think that's mm-hmm. that's just the way that story's going to end is like we don't know and that's such a like a crazy like it's it's perfect for a movie that long like it feels like a hysterical <laughs> joke in and of itself of mm-hmm. being like you're going to immerse in this world for so long while these people try and uncover it and they 
don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even get to see the whole story. Yeah, it's like because it's it's just whatever. Like I I <laughs> something about me really appreciates that. I know I'm sure to some people it was like a slap in the face, being like, fucking three hours and they didn't even figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> but I I kind of love that aspect of it. Like, yeah, no. Zodiac it is. Mm-hmm. And so for you, last one I'm gonna do mm-hmm. is simply because of something that you said. Oh no. <laughs> that reaction, like, oh god. Like it's oh. like it's actually gonna happen. <laughs> Please don't take my movies away. <laughs> just say it. <laughs> it's more fun just watching you like be terrified of it. I'm glad this isn't video Oops. recorded. <laughs> okay, so um Dunkirk. Oh, okay. Or Saving Private Ryan. Okay. You mentioning World War II movies and how much you love them made me realize, I was like, that's the duo I'm picking then. Those are the um, two. Oh, man. Okay. It's like, because they're to... technically <laughs> both World War II movies, but they're so far removed from each other oh, that it's yeah. like, oh, God. Like, I figured it would be yeah. a... It would be a great like. So real quick, uh-huh. I have to I have to get into the headspace of thinking of World War II movies. I was afraid you were gonna say Moana versus Twister. <laughs> no, not because I specifically said not to. Because <laughs> I can't choose between those two movies. <laughs> no. Like then I lose. Like that's that's what happens. Game over. <laughs> okay, Dunkirk versus Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. You really like throwing Tom Hanks my way, don't you? Okay, so like initial reaction, I want to say Saving Private Ryan, but that's like my knee jerk reaction. Like, oh, yeah. that's the movie's been around. Like, that it's you it's know, a classic it's American classic. picture. Yeah, like about America. Yeah, Americans yeah. shooting up shit. <laughs> but with Dunkirk, the fact that, like, at least for me, like public school in the U.S., mm-hmm. we didn't really learn about that. No, I definitely at, never. I mean. Like, I'll put it this way. They never put it in a way that made me pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> if this, they told me about it, I don't remember it. Yeah. At least in high school, because I, I know that like we didn't. It was like a like glossed over thing. So at some point in like A through five, a little bit more in a, <laughs> more like World War Two. Some countries were mad at each other. <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> uh, never learned about. All of that. And then so like going and watching a movie and knowing that it was, you know, fairly accurate to what actually happened. Yeah. Um, the story itself amazed me mm-hmm. that like, God damn, like these people actually went and did they like went and saved their brothers. Like, yeah. That was this fleet of fleet like, of just normal of people. Just, yeah. Just like fishermen. Yeah. Like that's it's amazing. Mm hmm. Because I I like learning about history and mm-hmm. specifically like war stuff. Mm-hmm. That's for whatever reason that floats yeah, my boat. So like knowing that like Dunkirk is a more accurate, true to life ish. Like I'm I'm sure some of the parts with uh um oh my god Tom Hardy Tom Hardy thank plan. you yes I'm sure some of that was dramatized yeah dramatized a bit mm-hmm. for the big screen. And, you know, who knows if there actually was a, like, French soldier that took an English soldier soldier's uniform to get oh, out of there. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, sounds like something that could have happened. Yeah, it sounds like something that there was, like, a 
probably happened at some point and it was just repurposed here like oh that would make for a good story beat and then looking at saving private ryan and knowing that that probably wasn't something that actually happened (laughs) obviously i know that they stormed the beaches of normandy like right yeah and i know that 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 opening sequence is like horrifyingly realistic yes (laughs) yeah like ptsd inducing yeah realism um which on one hand is like terrifying, but on the other hand for me is like, that's so interesting. Yeah, like, that's, that's a hell of that's, an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, I mean, that's on, it, that's like the, the highest fucking compliment you could get as a filmmaker being like, mm-hmm. you captured it exactly. Yeah. Like, oh man, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that is exactly what it was like. And yeah. so it's, it's terrifying to, mm-hmm. to see it from that perspective and like get that view of the war while at the same time, like, connecting you to the characters that are going to carry you throughout the story. The, the, it, they're, they're very different movies in the sense that, like, I mean, you don't even learn the fucking kid's name in Dunkirk. Honestly, don't think that I could tell you any of their names. No, yeah, they're just they're just folks. You're just there. You're in it. Yeah. And, and you just sort of watch as it happens. But then with Saving Private Ryan, they are very much archetypal movie characters mm-hmm. and they you know they get their backstories and their names and they tell you yeah. about life back home and they give you the little speeches and yeah you know you mm-hmm. learn who they are Vin and everything Diesel does his thing yeah so it's like in in that case it's a bit more of just like a classic movie mm-hmm. and then dunkirk definitely takes a very different approach to it getting towards the edge of like documentary style yeah, but like not... it's almost like recreation like yeah <laughs> As opposed to using World War II as a setting for a story. Right. Its story is World War II. So it's, the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's it's more more specifically aimed at like what happened and mm-hmm. not like, here's a fun story. Or I mean, I guess not fun. Yeah. <laughs> here's <laughs> here's a thing. fun little day. Yeah, here's a... <laughs> Here's a song. Uh, yeah, yeah, like here's a here's a, a story, like an engaging story written against the backdrop of World War II. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, like this, the actual like story and how it progresses throughout the movie for Saving Private Ryan is great. But I'm gonna keep Dunkirk, which I like. Feel bad like ditching another Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> you just said there's plenty of Tom Hanks but out there, there, but there fucking... are a lot of Tom Hanks movies. Yeah, man. Like I, I still got the Green Mile, so we're good <laughs> for uh, now. Oh no. Um, <laughs> just the the setting that Dunkirk put you in, and like. It really, despite it covering a like good amount of area, I feel like Dunkirk felt small, if that makes sense. Like they were like, in a way. like confined to the beach and just like yeah, a little bit of the town. Like they were so pressed back. And I feel like the movie like really captured that feeling that you felt like almost like claustrophobic being yeah. on that beach. Like you can't go anywhere else. Like there is water that you can't swim far enough. <laughs> yeah. To, and then there's the enemy. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it really captured that feeling and for being able to put someone in that sort of mindset mm-hmm. for for the duration of the movie. I think that Dunkirk deserves to stay. Yeah, because Saving Private Ryan was kind of like kind of like Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. they like they have to like traverse a long way and find something, you know, and they, they have yeah. a very specific like they're going across the countryside and they go yeah. from this town to that town, and there's a lot of mm-hmm. moving around. And they blow and with, up this yeah. tank, and then they blow up that bridge, and then they <laughs> yeah. find someone that's Private Ryan, but he's not, but the, he's the, Private not Ryan. the Private Ryan. His yeah. 
Saving a private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> they just take him anyway, like close enough. Yeah. Tough, was, tough choices though, man. That was that was difficult. Yeah. I'm I mean, I I'm not sure if what I have left for uh, for next time we, we try to do this is harsher. Um one of them one of them is one of those it's kind of like what you threw at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like completely off the a, wall. Well, no, where it's oh. like there's an obvious choice. It's just a shame. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of them is going to be that for you, but I think the other one might be a little bit tougher. And then I still got to think of at least another one because okay. I only have a couple left. I think we're going to end it for this week here at uh, Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. This is Kelly. Au revoir, Shoshana. <laughs>